Welcome. To Arcade Audio. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's Queer Movie Night Hi Welcome to Queer Movie Night I'm Peyton What the hell? I'm Deb (laughs) (laughs) I feel like cause we record two in one day You're like we already introduced ourselves. I know. <laughs> I wonder if people notice how different my, in, I think my energy is in our second episode. Because I feel like I'm just so much more awake. I hope yeah. it doesn't, like, hope it's not obvious. I don't think it is. I don't know. Well, Usually when I listen back I to it, it's it. like, this is an episode of our show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I usually think the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, what are we the, doing today, Pate? Today what was your pick? Doing, my pick was three months, which I uh, secret reveal had not yet watched when I when I chose to do love it. it. Love yeah. a bold choice. <laughs> love a chaotic choice. That um, was me with our with uh, the controversial movie. <laughs> snapshots Snapshots. (laughs) uh yeah but i saw the trailer for this and um was really interested and um my friend taylor said it was really good so i was excited to watch it and uh do it for the podcast and i had a good time uh what did you think about the movie i loved it i thought it was great yeah um yeah i thought it was really good and the cast, once again, I know I'm a cast bitch. I'm a sucker for a good cast, and it's the only thing I'll ever want to talk about when I see a movie. But this cast. It's a great cast. It's a screamed, great cast. I screamed when I saw Judy Greer's name in the credits. Oh. <laughs> and her role in this? Okay. There, this whole side story, by the way, of Judy Greer could not be more perfect for me. Yeah. It's so well, on the nose for me. Yeah. It's it's. It's perfect, but also a little cringy because I'm like, that is a. F- she was just a high schooler. Didn't really process <laughs> her age until yeah. she said it at the end, and yeah. then I was like, "Hey, hey. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, you know, the but little freak in me that loves going older going women down on Judy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know how I feel about older women. It's okay. My wife feels the same if she hears it right now. Yeah. I totally get it. And it's Judy Greer. And I was like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Big Judy fan. Yeah. Big Judy fan. We stand Judy. Greer, Judy uh, Troy Savon, uh, mm-hmm. Ellen Burstyn. That one was good, but it's big too. I was like, holy. Yeah. It sounded like a, a fart just now, but it was my phone case on the table. Oh, I In don't case you heard, heard it, Nikki. <laughs> so I didn't have to say anything. Very you just shouted cool. yourself without any reason. <laughs> God, if I had a nickel. Every time I tell somebody I'm gay and they it's unprompted and they didn't want to know. <laughs> okay, but seriously, the cast is so great. It's very good. Very good. 
I'm looking um, at it right now and I'm like, God. Okay, so I'd never seen um, I Blinded by the Light, the Bruce Springsteen movie. But that's uh, what Esta, his, his, that's like his big breakout role, the actor who plays oh. Esta. And apparently I was it's wondering, really good. I've never seen him in anything, but I really liked him. I've heard that it's really good. I've never seen it. And that's my, that's the end of my sentence. And that's, that's it. We can um, actually talk really about the movie before going through everybody's <laughs> individual IMDb credits, which is kind of the only thing I do on this podcast besides interrupt with <laughs> off-topic things. I love everything you do. Um, That's generous. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the film uh, is called Three Months, um, and it's about, it follows this uh, former high school graduate um in the summer after he graduates high school um and he has been exposed to hiv through uh a hookup with um this guy and their their condom broke um and he finds out that the person um had hiv so he goes to get a test and is told that he um will not have definitive results until three months because he has to get tested three times, which I was actually um, surprisingly not familiar with that deadline, um, which is insane as a queer person. Um, So the film follows each month and and sort of his process of dealing with that and, um, and how he, um, you know, what he shares with the people in his life and, and sort of, um, you know, coming into his own, it's definitely a coming of age type of story. Um, so Caleb, who's played by uh, Troy Sivan, is this very like dry humor, very um, dark humor teen who is very, um, you know, anxious about getting his results and um, just sort of, thinking about what it all means. And I think he sort of, I mean, it's a scary thing to sort of uh, think that you might, even though, uh, and this film takes place in 2011, which they don't specifically say until like a little late in the film. Um, uh, But even though people uh, live with HIV and and are fine, they live a long time, it's still a stressful uh, thing. And so, he is in a very dark place. Um, and so his doctor recommends going to these weekly meetings. And when he he does, because he wants to ask the doctor about this, um, this medication called PEP, which you're supposed to take within three days of exposure. Um, and it's too late for him to, to take that medication. But at the meeting, he meets Esta, who is another teenager who has been exposed to HIV and is waiting to hear his results. And um, they get very close. Um, And Esta uh, is um, Hindu and he is actually not out to his family. So he's worried that when his results come back positive, he's going to have to come out because of him um, dealing with um, uh, contracting HIV. Troy's character, Caleb, lives with his grandmother and her uh, boyfriend. Um, and he, is, he isn't he is telling people 
um, seemingly because he doesn't want to be a burden on them. Um, we find out that Caleb was, uh, Caleb's father passed away when he was younger and his mother gave him away to his grandmother um, because she didn't, because she's uh, Orthodox Jewish and did not approve of his lifestyle. And he didn't really seem to fit in with her new uh, rabbi husband. And we also meet, there's the side story, uh, Caleb works with his best friend Dara at this convenience store, which is managed by Judy Greer. And uh, his best friend Dara is having an affair with their manager, Judy Greer, um, who has a husband and a kid. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very like, um, it doesn't have a strong, strong plot. I've seen, I've seen some comparisons with this movie and Juno. It has like a very similar type of, um, feel, um, to it, but it's basically Caleb and Esta have this romance. Um, they fall in love, but then, um, because of the circumstances, circumstances of Esther's life and um, feeling that he needs to remain closeted and, you know, take care of his family and go on to be, um, go on to college and, and marry someone that his family chooses. He, once he finds out that his results are negative, he, um, he breaks things off with Caleb and, and he moves on with his life. And then um, we sort of see that Caleb um, has to, you know, um, learn to love himself and and move on, move along with his life, and um, and uh, invest in the friendships and the family that he does have. Um, and by the end of the film, we see him um, during the film he and Dara sort of have a falling out because he becomes invested in this relationship with Esther and finding out his results. Um, and then by the end of the film, we see them sort of come back together. And then during the credits, we see that he has moved to New York to go to school and pursue, um, you know, his career and um, his passion or fashion. Is it fashion? Is it fashion? Okay. Fashion is his passion. That fashion, fashion. Fashion is his Parsons, passion. Right? Huh? He goes to Parsons. Oh, is that a fashion school? Yeah, from Project Runway. Know what I mean? I revoke my gay card. I have no idea. I had no idea. I haven't watched Project Runway in like <laughs> 10 years. I watched like the first chunk of seasons. Yeah. Um. I've definitely seen it, but I do not remember. Yeah. Jules Parsons. from Euphoria also wants to go to Parsons. Thanks <sighs> about it. Wow. Yeah. Sorry I brought up Euphoria. No, it's okay. Have you, do you, have you been watching it? Like, are you up to date? I binged it uh, the week before the second or second season finale. Yeah. And I'd watched the first episode in real time and it was like way too dark for me. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then I, I, what succumbed or succame? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's succumbed. I, no, I'm going to say succame. I succumbed <laughs> to, <laughs> to online peer pressure slash regular peer pressure from people I talked to in my life and uh, watched Euphoria because it's all people talked about. And I kind of like knew about a lot of stuff from Twitter too. So I was yeah. like, let me just watch it. And you know what? I'm glad I did. 
really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a little better when you know what you're going into. That's the thing. Um, That's the yeah. Thing. Yeah. Are you? Do you two watch it? Uh, Nikki it's does it. not. It's She's shaking her head. But I do watch it. I actually watch the finale with Zoe and Sarah Dean. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Yeah, it was a time. Oh, I know. Th- I know those gals. <laughs> you know those gals. <laughs> you know those girls. I do. Uh- <laughs> you know what, Nikki? If you if you like um like darker stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like, oh, so I watch the show alone because I know Kayla won't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. It kind of reminds me. Darker stuff. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I can't do darker stuff. Oh. It, it I don't know. Like a, it reminds me of like a grittier Skins, if you ever watch Skins from the UK. I watched a couple, yeah. epi- I watched a couple episodes of that. I did yeah. watch, what was that HBO show? Sharp Objects? No. God. Big Little Lies. <laughs> I watched Big White Lotus. Well, what was it? Something country, out backdoor, something. Oh, Lovecraft, I don't know. Lovecraft country? Lovecraft country. I watched that. Oh, nice. I okay, okay. That's that. pretty, yeah, that one was pretty dark. And I, yeah, that was a little dark. I don't know. I think I could probably handle Euphoria, but. Here's what you it's could got do. It's got its moments. Yeah. That I needed, I needed to do this. So I needed to know when I watched it blind, I watched the pilot when it aired in real time. And I just did not know what it was about. And I didn't know what to expect. And it is shocking if you don't have any idea. But if you haven't, if you know going into it, that you're going to see some high schoolers do some really fucked up shit and you're going to see some fucked up stuff. And you know that, I think it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And I feel like I've heard it's not like, it's not scary. It's just like. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's not scary. It's just like. like, You're going to see some. It makes you anxious. You're going to see some like borderline assaulty things like you're gonna see like just like and you're gonna get stressed out because wow like that show is so anxiety inducing um but it's almost thrilling in a way in a weird way which i think is a part of the excitement around it or why people love it so Mm -hmm. much yeah um the performances are really good and well on that's the number one reason to watch it the acting is so good Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's visually very pleasing to the eye. Mm-hmm. Like the way it's filmed is really, really beautiful. But yeah. my favorite part is the music. I think the score is so good. And it's like it different for good. each yeah. episode. And I, the carnival episode, Peyton, from the first season, yeah. like that'll stick with me forever purely based on the score. It was, yeah. I'm a, yeah. As, as a person who like loves the art, which I know you are, Nikki, I think you would, you would like it for that reason. Okay, right. I will. I will watch it. I just finished my big spiel. I, yeah, I the just, cinematography is very good. Yeah. Yes. What, what did you finish? I'm sorry, Nikki. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, it's totally fine. I finished inventing Anna. It was a very fun. Oh. Watch. <laughs> on my list. You know, I was gonna watch it because you know, Kayla and I will watch anything everybody else is watching, whatever the new thing is. But um, multiple people told me they didn't really know why they were watching it because it was boring. But they were like, mm. "But I'm still watching it." And I was like. I don't know if that's a good pitch. I didn't. Also, like- how boring is it if you're still watching it? Like, yeah, I thought it was interesting because they really paint they really paint her friend Rachel out to be the bad guy in this series, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was really interesting considering that like she did have a lot of money kind of stolen from her. Yeah. Um, I I mean I wouldn't say it was boring. I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Okay. I wouldn't say it was the best thing I've ever seen. 
Sure. I'm excited to start impeachment because that just got put up on Hulu. Oh, did it? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I know Sarah Paulson got a lot of flack for wearing like a fat suit, but honestly, okay. Maybe this is controversial. I but mean, why are we getting mad at her? Like when when serious when yeah. people have been doing this for years. I'm not saying yeah. it's okay, but yeah. like, why are we choosing Sarah Paulson to be the first person that we're all gonna get pissed? Right. At? Like right. I when men that. do this literally fucking constantly, Gary Oldman just won a fucking Oscar for doing this yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like Christian Bale did it. Without I also feel Oscar. like, I just, yeah. I also feel like there's, there's a couple different kinds of fat suits. Cause like I did watch the first episode of American Horror Story or mm-hmm. American Horror Story, American Crime Story. And I kind of feel like it's more padding than it is like, like, it's not Gwyneth Paltrow and Shallow Hal. Right, right. Um, I just so. don't think, like, it's something that we need to be... Like, people have been like, she deserves to be canceled on Twitter. Yeah. I'm like... I don't feel like... Me? I don't feel like it's a situation where... Um, like, where they necessarily needed to cast a fat actress for it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I get the idea of, like, you... No, you need to cast cast but i feel like it's being lumped in with you need like casting queer actors to play queer roles and i just don't think it's like as big of a deal as i mean i do i do think that they should cast fat actresses for roles where the actors yeah but But also i don't think i think think yeah yeah i think this specific role specifically is a weird uh it's like, a weird is, one to do, to focus on. Yeah, why is this the yeah. one that everybody's like sinking their teeth into to be like, fuck her? Like nobody's yeah. talking about fucking Skarsgård. What's his nuts in mm-hmm. Dune? Yeah, and that just that's the biggest movie that just came out this year. Is anybody right. saying anything right. about him? No. So like, why? Why? I don't know. Yeah, it just I think that's a really good point of of that of like why now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why her? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's always easier to do it to a woman, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I Twitter. I, honestly, I probably wouldn't even know that people felt that way if I wasn't on Twitter, which is why Twitter's so annoying to me most yeah. times. I mean, I'm like <laughs> full blown addicted to it. <laughs> Everybody has their social media vice, but right. Yeah, it's just really frustrating. Yeah, frustrating. It's annoying, and this is coming from somebody who I'm. I mean, I'm big. I'm a big girl. Mm-hmm. But I'm like not pissed that Sarah Paulson is wearing padding, right? Like a character that she is so good at playing. Like I just, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully this doesn't get me canceled with her. <laughs> with her, I'll fight anyone that cancels y'all. Fans dot 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 question mark. I don't know if we have fans. <laughs> Can't believe I used the f word right now. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, so getting back to the movie. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, 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 because I definitely participated in that. Um, <laughs> it wasn't just me to blame that time. <laughs> I don't even know how we got off on it. Oh, it not either. I'm sorry. Thought. Sorry. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on this movie, Deb? What did you think watching it? What were some moments that that stood out to you? Um, I really liked it. I loved the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big thing too. People seem to bring up a lot lately is there was no plot, which 
you didn't say it in a way that was like you you thought it was bad for that reason, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've been hearing more people, maybe it's just on film Twitter again. I'm getting all the right. who are like, there is no plot. I'm like, does there have to be all the time? Yeah. Because there, I mean, <laughs> I know there's like, there is a plot though. I mean, mm-hmm. like, the movie plot, yeah. like there was no plot yeah. at all. But I like a, a simple movie like this where not mm-hmm. much happens and it's like about one thing and one person's like reaction and right. like emotional and journey about, to it. I just don't yeah. think it's, I, I, I really liked it. I like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I like um, examining a specific time in someone's life and the, the effects that it has and how it changes them mm-hmm. and their relationship. Um, I do think that this film it's written and directed by a queer person. And I do think it um, is uh, semi-autobiographical, which I think why it's set in 2011 and mm. um, at a certain time, there's an interesting um, part about it where uh, Caleb is watching a uh, real world San Francisco, which is very um, infamous because it had um, a gay uh, man, he was publicly uh, positive, um, and he actually got married on the show. And um, there's actually a really good uh, graphic novel called My Friend Pedro that's about him. Um, and it's just very, it's very interesting. Um, and it sort of gives us a window in in what people's perception of um, being HIV positive and, and um, how you could live with it and sort of like the perception of, uh, of what people thought of it then in, in 2011. It's interesting to see um, that in a film. And it it is something that I thought about when I was watching the movie. I was like, I wonder why this is a period piece for 2011 and not just um, taking place in, in modern day. Yeah. You know what? A, a, a movie set in 2011 is a period piece now. It is, yeah. Remember when um, Uncut Uncut Gems was was like out, I think it was set in a similar time, like 2012, yeah. something like that. And it is really specific. I mean, like it's been 10 years. It doesn't feel yeah. like it's that long ago. Yeah. Um, but it is. I mean, it is considered. I mean, it it it's it looked different. Even their phones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, um, the style. I don't know. His, his I, iPod. He had an his iPod. iPod. Yeah. <laughs> I had an iPod classic held 50,000 yeah. songs. Maybe. <laughs> and um, the music, the music was very like, yeah. you were like, I oh, love yeah, the this soundtrack, by the way. Soundtrack very good. Yeah. Very, um, very good. I really, really liked it. I thought Troy, we were discussing, is it Troy or Troy A? But I feel it like is Troy. Yeah. I looked Troy. it up. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great. Wow. Does somebody, no one has ever looked more like someone named Caleb. than <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how was your name? Not Caleb. Um, also, I forgot that he's Australian when I was looking up the interviews to see how he pronounced his name. I was like, Whoa. Oh, he's Australian. I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah. With American cool. accent in this movie. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he was great. I, I, <laughs> If I if there was one thing I wish I could unsee, it's every time he ate something in this movie because he was a horrifying <laughs> eater. Um, oh my god! Yeah, especially I'm sure, that, I'm the, sure that the character, especially choice. with the hot dogs with the frosting, 
that was too the much. The Pepto-Bismol into the shot of vodka yeah. literally made me go, oh, out loud. But it was specifically the way he ate the donuts. I'll tell you what, though. Oh, they yeah. made the donuts look good, but, like, every time he great. ate something, his mouth was just covered in it. And I'm sure it was a character choice. Yeah. Of, like, he's just a young kid, and he's, this is, a, like, he's, you know, kind of messy, kind of, like, immature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that had to be a, a specific choice, but I hated watching yeah. him eat. <laughs> um, I really he's liked it. Good, yeah, he's and, a good uh, actor. Yeah, he is a good actor. Uh, what is he? We he was in that movie that you and I saw in theaters at Landmark. The one it, it was about the gay conversion. It wasn't. Oh, I, don't, I didn't see. Camera. I didn't see that one, but maybe you saw it. I still haven't seen Boy Race. Was it Boy Race? That's what he's in. Yeah. You know, it's wild. I have no memory of watching that movie, but I know I watched it. Are you, maybe you're thinking, he wasn't in The Miseducation of Cameron Post, which we did see. No, together. but I remember seeing him in a movie like that. Yeah. So had to I saw, him. he's in the commercial for Boy Erased, and I know that he, like, people were saying that he was good in it, but I still haven't <laughs> brought myself to watch that movie yet. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, like, there's some I know it's sad. Like, I read the book, though, so I, I probably will watch it eventually. Oh, okay. Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman's in it, I know. With the crazy, with that infamous, is yes. that the one where she has the infamous red wig? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not her red hair, a fucking crazy ass fucking wig. I, mean, I um, think she wears wigs a lot, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's Nicole Kidman. Um, what did what did what were you talking about? Oh, I just really liked it. I I really liked I liked the ensemble. I thought they were mm-hmm. all really great and they complemented each other really well. And I thought it was like a well-paced movie. I liked the right. way it looked. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the, the like love story, I thought they were really sweet together. Right. Um, yeah. Loved his best friend. I thought she was so cute. I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really liked it. And then you have, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying anything really interesting. <laughs> I, I, you're good. I you're good. enjoyed it. Um, I love the I love the love story too, and I I think they have good chemistry. I love the scene mm-hmm. where they're in the abandoned amusement park and they're hanging out for the day. Um, and then they get stuck on the roller coaster, and that's seriously a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nightmare scenario. Um, I uh. I, I'm sad because I wanted them to end up together, but I do think yeah. that that, that storyline is very realistic. Um, totally. Especially for someone in Esta's uh, situation. Um, and I like that the movie had this really great queer romance, but it wasn't really about the romance. It was, it was, it was specifically about this journey for Caleb and like navigating relationships and friendships and family coming out of high school and and moving on to this like adult part of his life i really loved his relationship with his grandmother and and oh i loved it was strained and and how much she loved him and supported him like unconditionally was really great to see especially in contrast to the relationship with his mother (laughs) you were that's what you were gonna say (laughs) yeah. <laughs> uh that 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 scene with his mother is so heartbreaking when when you sort of see them come together a little bit and then and she like lets him hold his half 
baby sibling. I don't remember if they gender the baby at all. Um, and and then once once he finally opens up and tells her like what's going on and his insecurities, like her immediate like dismissal of him is so heartbreaking and hard to watch, but really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. hard to watch, but I'm just, it's really nice to see the contrast of his relationship with his grandma and how supportive she is. Right. Yeah. Um, and that he still has her and her and her partner. Yeah. I love that's like another one of my favorite scenes is when, yeah. when uh, he's, Caleb. He's a big actor too. And we see he's from Roots and an officer and a gentleman. Oh, nice. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. Um, yeah, but that's like one the, of my favorite scenes when when Troy is like, "You're only here because you only pretend to like me because of my grandma," and he's like, "No, actually, I really fucking care about you, and I've been here for 15 years, and that's why because we belong together because we're a family, and that was mm-hmm. really." And he was like, "I could be out drinking daiquiris." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I know. And you you see him stand up out of his wheelchair. It's like really, it's just like uh, it gets to you. Yeah. Um, I'm just so glad he has them, and I'm so glad he has Dara. Dara's storyline with Judy Greer. We love Judy. It is rough to watch. <laughs> At first, I was like, okay, she's having an affair yeah. with Judy Greer. And then as it went on, I was like, oh, this is kind of icky. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's 18. She, she is she's 18. She's 18. And I was like, <laughs> it's like I knew they were not in college yet, but I didn't. Really process yeah. it, and then when yeah. she said she's eighteen, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Not that I was like into it. It was very toxic and fucked yeah. up. You know what yeah. I mean? But well, yeah. you know, it's, I'm always going to be a little bit into it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like it's when when I think about movies like this, um, or like subject matter like this in movies, like I think of like the, in the Skeleton Twins where there's the mm-hmm. the plot about um, uh, Bill Hader's character having an affair with his teacher. It's like, yeah, it's very taboo and it's very like, it's not appropriate and we, we don't support it obviously, but it is something that happens in real life. And it, especially, I feel like it happens especially to queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's an important uh, thing to explore. And I think this movie, um, it doesn't really get too much into that power dynamic, but I think that that's underlying, like, like this relationship isn't going to work out because it's not a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is an interesting thing to think about. Um, and I think it's good that it makes us uncomfortable that we're not necessarily like, um, you know, intended to root for them in any way or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, what was I going to say? What were you going to say? What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I love the, um, the doctor and the doctor's, like, oh yeah, partner too. That was such a fun bit. Like, like I identify the, the most with the with the doctor's partner. Absolutely, who does the karaoke? <laughs> Always looking for an opportunity to make to perform. everybody him sing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I really identify with that. <laughs> that that was a fun a fun role for sure. 
I was a tad disappointed when um, when he started singing the David Bowie song. I was like, please be a Taylor Swift song. Please be a Taylor Swift. I know. Swift. I wanted him to sing a Taylor song. But it was because Esta chose the song, so he had to he had to show that he was making an effort. I to know, play. and it was so sweet. It would have been so fun to see him sing a Taylor Swift song. But I wanted to hear it. I love when Troy says, uh, fuck Fuck you for for making making me like Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, There's some really gorgeous shots in this movie, too. Oh, when he's laying on the beach? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about. (laughs) The, like, overhead shot of him laying on the beach and the waves coming in. It's like he's floating. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. I yeah. love that shot. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I love the scene of them together on the beach. They're like little date. Mm-hmm. Um, and them on the play, the playground outside of the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, just so many good moments. Love the love tandem. Yeah, I love the tandem bike. <laughs> I want to ride one of those. I've never ri- ri- been on a tandem bike before. Me neither. And you I think- have Nikki has? Nikki's giving us a thumbs up. Okay, one of us <laughs> is has been on a tandem bike. <laughs> I recommend. Oh highly recommend. It's a good time. If we ever if we ever did promo photos for this, we, it would be us on a tandem bike for sure. Okay, I actually really love that. <laughs> um, And I love the reveal of like, I love that we don't know why he has a tandem bike and then the reveal that like it's his father's bike like mm-hmm. late in the movie. I think that's so well done. Um, the symbolism of him not being able to cross the bridge. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that symbolizes something. Um, and that, yeah, I don't know. I just had a good time with this movie. I I like that it deals with heavy subject matter, but it's not too sad. Like it's got a humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and even though the two characters don't end up together, it ends like in a really positive like sort of way. It's interesting. Like at the end of the movie, they don't actually tell you if if Troy was positive or negative at the film. At yeah. the end of the film, I but, I didn't know if I liked that choice at first, but I think I do. Yeah, because I mean, it, we don't have to know. Like yeah. it's more about him. I think like the, the bigger picture is that he grew up like he he like figured out some of his own shit. He mm-hmm. grew as a person. He his relationships kind of improved, like with his family or with like his grandma. Yeah. It, like I don't think the whole point was that we were we needed to know if he was positive or negative, right? And like, we I, see I, that I he's like going to go on living no matter what the result was, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I really like that. It ends in sort of a, an optimistic positive way mm-hmm. um yeah i i just enjoyed it i thought it was a good time i i highly recommend it um i don't know any other remaining thoughts before we i feel like we flew through this we <laughs> did <laughs> a short okay, but sweet one. Who cares? Yeah. i mean like who cares yeah and of course, uh, Troy uh, did a did a track in the credits, so we, you get to hear his mm-hmm. lovely voice. I love his duet with Casey Musgraves, oh, Glittery, yeah. the Christmas yeah. song. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. I love his um his bottoming anthem, uh, Bloom. Have you yeah. heard that one? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard that one? Oh no, it's like a uh, baby, I bloom just for you. Baby, I bloom just for you. You should look it up. Oh, I should look it up. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, good times. Um, so uh, here at Queer Movie Night, we rate the movie based on two uh, different uh, scales. One is the Vita Russo test, which is a media metric for examining queer representation in film. Um, that has to follow three rules. One, that the film includes queer identifying characters, which this one does. Second, that the film, uh, that the characters be have personality traits other than being queer, which this one does. These are two very layered uh, characters on their own. And three, that removing the characters from the film would change the plot significantly. This one does, um, does that as well. Uh, if you had removed... I mean, you would have to remove Troy, uh, or Caleb, Essa, and his best friend Dara, and Judy Greer. Like you would have to. Rem there's this. This is the also the nice thing about this film is that it's not just the two main characters that are gay. There's other gay people in this world, yeah. which is more realistic to real life. Like gay people are friends with other gay people, mm -hmm. um, which was nice to see. And like that's that's another testament to like what it does what um having queer people work on queer stories will give you um so yeah i would say it passes the vita russo test and then uh our second um our second rating system it's on a zero to six scale what should we what should mm. we do you're just always oh oh the popcorn i was gonna say popcorn as <laughs> okay. loves popcorn and he works at the popcorn stand at the amusement park um oh and that scene where they can't really make love because they're waiting on their oh i know their test that's a really sweet scene mm -hmm. and he pours the popcorn on him and starts eating it it's so cute <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would give I would give this movie six popcorn puffs popcorn pieces I don't know what you call it uh, I don't know popcorns popcorns <laughs> I would give it six popcorns I think um, you know there wasn't anything in this movie that made me feel that it was disingenuine or you know I think portrayed queer people in a bad light. They just came across as like normal functioning human beings who have issues and hangups just like everyone else. Um, and great performances. I think it was written well. And yeah, I feel like it was just an overall feel good movie. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six as well. I feel the same way. Um, I think it's like a, I think it's really, I, I don't know how to word this. Um, like this movie was funny, but it was when some when a movie could really like hit dramedy, like right, right there. I kind of yeah. think it's hard harder to do. Yeah, than, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm I don't know much. I don't know about the filmmaking process. <laughs> I've never written a dramedy myself, but. I feel like it's hard to like find a really good yeah. on the money like dramedy in this movie was a I think would be a good example of that. Um, yeah. Although being simple and like you said, it didn't feel disingenuous. It felt pretty honest. It, mm -hmm. it, you could tell that it was written by somebody who lived this experience, right. and that came across. 
And I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the whole ensemble. I thought the acting was really good. I thought it was visually really, like, pretty to the eye. Mm-hmm. I liked the, like, animation in the beginning of it, too. Yeah, and the credits. Yeah, I and love that. And the credits. I thought yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, like, a solid little indie flick. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Me too. I do have to remember to cancel my Paramount Plus seven-day subscription so I'm not charged for watching it. <laughs> but, right. But, 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 but besides that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have to do the same thing with Debs. I had to to get Showtime or uh, Stars to watch. Good thing my mother-in-law Jody has Stars, so I <laughs> signed right in with her information because you know who has Stars? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> I have Paramount Plus to watch uh, Drag Race and um, oh. Love Island, so you know what? That's on my I, regular rotation. I did just roast like premium cable, but I just recently got rid of Showtime because I didn't realize I never canceled it after Elder <laughs> Generation Q ended. <laughs> but I was able to watch Yellow Jackets because of because I yes, had it. But I yes. did. Kayla was like, "You never canceled Showtime." Okay. <laughs> I was like, "Um, no." Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's now, and then I'll reinstate it when Elward comes back this summer. <laughs> Any Elward Gen Q fans out there? It's uh, I not need to very watch good, but I love every moment. Kind of just like and just like that, which is another show that's not very good, but I love. Oh, I also watch so that. Oh, We're God. rewatching Sex oh, and the City right now. That show and just like that was so messy. I know it was, but I, I literally, I want there to be 25 more seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just screamed, it just screamed like people are gay now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it wasn't great, but also it's fun. But I watched every single episode. Absolutely. Exactly. We all hate to love Che Diaz. We all love to hate Che Diaz. Oh my God. Miranda, Miranda. Oh Jesus. I'll never get the. I, face I actually, and body and sounds out of my mind the first time they have sex. Yeah. I will say I actually really appreciated uh I think that the most well done storyline on and just like that was the Charlotte's storyline. I think mm-hmm. that it was just the right amount of cringe. I think that that is exactly how Charlotte would handle having a non-binary child. Uh-huh. And I think that it was really sensitively well done. Yeah. Surprisingly Surprisingly compared to the Cynthia, the Miranda and Che Diaz storyline. Good for Cynthia Nixon, though. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I was uber straight as Miranda in the, in the yeah. 90s and 2000s, and I am gay <laughs> as hell now. So now I want Miranda to be gay. And I think I would do the same thing if I were Cynthia. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I support Miranda being queer in the show. Uh-huh. I just think that it could have been writ- more well-written. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a big Sada Ramirez fan. Like, yeah. I've loved Sada forever. I think they're so talented. I used to watch. I love them YouTube, too. Yeah. Or sorry, their YouTube, like Broadway, whatever's over and over again, like, yeah. like videos of them singing at like that broad, like that Broadway cabaret club in New York. Like, what is it? Like mm. 40 below or something. A 54 um, below. Yeah. Or yes. Yeah. Below, yeah. Yeah. Love Sada. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Callie. Absolutely. Who doesn't love Spamalot? They won a Tony. 
Like, come Absolutely, on. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> this, I, mean, I don't know why I'm popping off about why I love Sada Ramirez. In the last <laughs> I mean, it's not, their, it's not their fault. They didn't write Chilla. Well, you know? It's like when they released the, the preview for and just like that, and Sada was in it, and they're like, yeah, and, they're, and Sada's playing like a non-binary, like, yeah. com- like queer comedian. I was like, <laughs> yes. Can you, like, how naive we all were to be excited, <laughs> not knowing how much Che Diaz would ruin all of our lives <laughs> once the show actually aired. <laughs> it's so cringe and this is from somebody who violently loves sada like not even sada can do che (laughs) justice Uh, but i'll tell you what if che was ever written out of the show people it would be far less interesting there's no nobody has talked about anything within just like that more than che absolutely absolutely (laughs) why am i using our time (laughs) (laughs) i'm obsessed i love it i love it (laughs) okay we can we can be done we can be done um thank you guys for listening please uh like uh subscribe to our podcast leave a review um uh, you can follow us at Queer Movie Night on Facebook Instagram and Twitter you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter and me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. And we'll be back again with another episode in a couple of weeks, uh, soon to be announced. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all of you and just have a great week. You have a great week. Yeah, everybody have a great week. <laughs> all right. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.